Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live. Good evening, everyone. You are in the spotlight with Brian Gardner for this Thursday, pardon me, Thursday, the 11th, 2015. Good to have you all here for our first of two shows, uh, second of, uh, pardon me, second of two shows this week. Wow, my mind is not here today. Apologize for that. Um, yeah, second of two shows this week, an all-wrestling show coming at you here tonight as we will be previewing WWE's Money in the Bank pay-per-view, which will be coming at you on pay-per-view and the WWE Network this Sunday. So we'll do what we usually do, look at all the matches, you know, make predictions, all that good stuff. And then later on in the show, we'll do a questions and comments portion of the show. So um, those of you that have sent questions or comments in, we've already made some selections from that um, from those, and you, those of you that have yet to do so, you may still do so throughout the show tonight, and we'll pick some of those later on in the show as well. So if you want to send those questions or comments in or interact or contribute with our show in any way tonight, you can do so by emailing us at itspotlightbg at gmail.com. And make sure when you email us that you do so in a way in which you put in the subject line of the email some idea of what the emails are, the email is about so we can keep things rather organized. This helps us out a lot. We thank you in advance for doing that. Uh, also, you can follow us and tweet us at ITSpotlightBG. Again, it's at ITSpotlightBG, just like the email is the shows and mine. The tw- uh, Twitter is also mine as well as the shows. And please remember to use the hashtag, hashtag ITSpotlight. Again, it's hashtag ITSpotlight for anything you tweet regarding our show. And as this is the wrestling show, we have our wrestling hashtag, hashtag ITSwrestling. Again, it's hashtag ITSwrestling. And to find us on Facebook, search for us using the full title of our show, In the Spotlight with Brian Gardner. And then once you find our fan page, like our page, and then go ahead and post whatever it is you'd like to post. Facebook, Twitter, email, if you post or send something, we will see it. I can assure you this. Don't be alarmed if we don't reply back or use acknowledge or mention. Whatever it is you post or send, we can't possibly reply back to everyone, nor can we use acknowledge or mention everything that's sent or posted. So just be aware that if you send something or post it, we have seen it. Um, okay. So I got all that out of the way. Um a couple of things people have been asking about the email, because I did say last week, because of all the email problems we have in my absence, um, what would be happening with the email. We are establishing a new email. We will be getting it up and running probably next week, because we need to get that up and running before the TV awards process and all that stuff. So probably on by Tuesday's show, we will have that running, I'd imagine. I'm handling it. Jeff Tech's not here, obviously, so I'm handling that. Um, so... Um, what I'll do is any emails that are important from the current email, I'll make sure we transfer that are useful or are needed, we'll transfer over. Um, so look forward to that. I did actually speak with Jeff Tech uh, yesterday. He is doing well. He is still expecting to be back on the air with us. Well, obviously not on the air, but be you know doing handling the show for us starting around the middle of July. So we look forward to that, obviously. So 
First time I've heard from him in a couple of weeks, so I was happy to hear from him. Um, next week, a couple little things. Next Tuesday and Thursday, normal shows. We're back to sports on Tuesday, entertainment on Thursday. Um, both of those shows, though, are going to be 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern starts. Okay? Both of them are going to be 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern starts. So just be aware of that. Um, which means they'll probably end up being shorter shows. When we do 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern shows, I like to make them shorter because of, you know, the lateness, plus my co-host goes batty if I don't. So um, just be aware of that. That's coming up next week. Tuesday will be a sports show. We'll obviously talk about the NBA Finals and any other sports headlines or stories that we have to cover. And we'll probably do some wrestling, too, on that show. And then next Thursday, an entertainment show, box office beat, any entertainment news discussion there's some things that we didn't get to on Tuesday that I want to get to. We'll do that. Um, and we might do something special on Thursday. But, again, with the shortened time, who knows if we will or not. Um, and that's what's coming, a little bit of a taste of what's coming up next week. And, again, as I mentioned on, on Tuesday, coming up in the next few weeks, NBA draft preview and, and reactions. Um, we've been back into some baseball discussion. Um, we'll be, uh, there'll be a couple other special TV things, TV report card shows, all kinds of stuff coming up. We'll start the reality singing competition show, uh, rankings, all time, uh, feature that we've been hyping since November. We'll start that up. The TV awards process will be beginning. So lots of stuff coming up over the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned for all that. Um, I'm going to break with tradition because I don't know where Mike is because he's late and he complains about me being late, but. He's late. So I'm just going to go ahead and put our usual, um, one of our usual wrestling co-hosts on here because why make why keep him waiting when he's not, it's not really fair to him. So, Justin, you're in the spotlight before Mike. Am, am I actually on the show before Mike? You are. Congratulations. I just don't feel like uh, waiting for him. Well, no way I don't feel like waiting for me either. But it's... It's weird because I'm usually the one that's always late. Not for the show. You're usually waiting in here whenever you do the show. At least when I'm because we, here. Because when you tell us the show starts at 8, I'm there like three minutes before 8. The show right. starts at 8, not 8, 10, Right. Well, you know what gets me? Like, I usually give people a couple minutes just in case. But the other day, what was it, Tuesday? I was I, I actually started the show at eight oh one, which is not bad for me. You know that's not horrible. I started at eight oh one. But well, I tried to start at eight oh one, but I had a problem. Like for some reason, it, I wasn't able to get the show started on my computer. So I thought maybe it was a software thing, and that. So we actually didn't start till eight thirty three on Tuesday. But that wasn't my fault. That was a some issue was going on. We were running really slow on talk show Tuesday night. I don't know why. So naturally. You can imagine how uh, happy Mike was about that start time. Um, and, you know, it, it led to a pretty testy show. If I, that might be um, underestimate, uh, under-saying it. But um, anyway, I'm on time tonight, so woohoo! And look at that, I got through everything in 10 minutes. Unusual. Do you know how fast it took myself and Mike to get through all this stuff? Like five. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, I understand, I understand, I understand that you guys are very shorthand about everything. But one of us has to be long-winded or we don't have a balance. We don't. We don't. So, 
And people like that. Hey, and people miss me. Whether they, they people miss me. I, but sure I will say this, and I have said this on the air. I said this last Thursday. Um, I haven't listened to everything yet because I haven't had time. I, you know, I last year when you guys did the shows, I didn't listen to them right away, and that was a choice. I wasn't going to listen to them at all, but eventually I did because I, I, I was intrigued and I did. I don't even listen to my own show, so I, it's not a personal thing or anything. Um, and this year I said, okay, I'm going to listen to them. I haven't had the chance to listen to them because I've been so busy, but I'm going to listen to them because the feedback was really good. So I, I kind of want to see what the fuss was all about. So, you know, well, I'll get to it probably sometime in the next few weeks, but I'll get to it. So, um, okay. So I have no idea where he is. Um, so basically here's what, here's what, um, we're going to do, because there is something I want to say before we get started. Um, but before I get to that, we are going to keep you all updated on the NBA Finals. Game four is taking place tonight in Cleveland. Cleveland leads the series two games to one, shockingly, but they do. Uh, it's good for the NBA because I think they thought this series was done after game one with the Irving injury and everything. So um, game four takes place tonight. It gets underway at 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern time on ABC tonight. So once that starts up, we'll probably still be on the air for a little bit after that. We'll give you updates while we're, on, while we're still on the air. Obviously, once we're off, we won't. But keep you updated on the game while we're on the air tonight. Um, game four, obviously, again tonight. Cleveland leading next series, two games to one. Game four in Cleveland tonight. Game five will be on Sunday in uh, from the Oracle in California. So... Obviously, we'll talk about that. We know we're going to get at least a game five. So we'll obviously talk about in more in full about game three, game four, and game five on Tuesday's show. But that's how it will work tonight. We'll, give you, we'll come in with updates, give you score updates while it's on the air, all that good stuff like we usually do. Um, so I just want to keep you up to date on that. Uh, Mike did just jump in the chat room, which is good because I kind of want everybody around when I did this. So everybody can kind of chime in because it is important. It's probably the most important thing we're going to do tonight. So that's good that he has jumped in here. Uh, okay. And for some reason, I'm out of breath, which is weird. I don't know why that is. But I am. So, yeah, that happens. Um, okay. He is on, so let's bring him on. Uh, okay. Mike, you are in the spotlight. And yes, Justin got on the air first. Is he in the spotlight? Mike, you in there? <laughs> okay, we have silence. I don't know whether he's on or not. I don't know what's going on. Uh, I, I will. I will say this, Brian. Sometimes when you unmute us, I don't know if you ever noticed, but when, says, when you unmute us, the little voice says you are muted. That talks over when you when you're talking. So a lot of times we can't hear you when you say. Oh, uh, okay. All right. I see what you're saying. All right. Well, let me repeat. Mike, you're in the spotlight. Uh, he's just not here. I think he's yeah, just not here. So it here. seems I am. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah. Wow. I I almost pissed myself. Holy crap. <laughs> 
Are, are you aware that Justin was, for the first time ever, while I was hosting, brought on the air before you? It's 8.14. I would have been very surprised had you not brought him on the air. I was <laughs> busy, and besides, I didn't think you'd start the show till about 8.15 anyway. Oh, no, no, no. I, I, when I when I Most of the time, providing I'm not working or there's no technical issue, I try to start before 8.05, so... What do you yeah, believe so, or not? So as I was saying, I'm surprised this show was actually started before 8:15 anyway. And we're at, well, we're actually ready to go, which is interesting. <laughs> uh, there's a shock. <laughs> but I, as I said, I'm kind of I'm glad that you chimed in. Well, got on when you did because I I this is important. To, like I said, it's the most important thing I want to do tonight. Um, it was a very rough day. Um, first of all, uh, there was. A lot of people we lost today. We lost Ornette Coleman, who was a jazz innovator. We lost Ron Moody, who was an actor. Uh, we also lost uh, Christopher Lee today. I guess it happened a couple of days ago. It just got announced today. Um, who obviously is a legendary actor. Um, and also, and this is a wrestling show, but it's sad that we have to even mention this. Um, we lost Dusty Rhodes today. Which was a comp- uh, just other shock. So, obviously, from a standpoint of wrestling, Dusty Rhodes is a legend. And then you have two actors who are huge presences in acting, and um, you lost a jazz innovator. So we lost four really, really influential figures today. So our condolences to family, friends, fans. Um, true losses say, and I want to give you guys the chance to offer up your thoughts on or any of, of these losses today. Go ahead, Justin. You start. <clears throat> um, it's, uh, it's... It's hard to... It, I don't even think I've fully come... At least in terms of Dusty's passing, I don't think I can really... Like, I don't want to accept it, but I'm, I'm just still having trouble processing it. I mean, granted, he's a man who, when he was active, when he was on top, I wasn't even born yet, at that point yet. None of us were. But we don't know who Dusty Rhodes is. We all remember the polka dot. Sapphire. You know, and nowadays people uh, kind of, you know, remember him for his insane commentary. And he's got a bicycle. You know, his... Uh, his booking decision and the dusty finish of the uh, lovely like to call it. Um, but he had a great mind for wrestling. He had the way to get everyone in the arena behind him. He had that perfect mesh of charisma that people just flocked to him to listen to him. And people still say that his, you know, his Common Man uh, promo was one of the best ones around. The Hard Times. That one. Had, it's amazing that the influence he still has and all the people he influenced in, uh, down in Orlando with NXT. He was, he was the promo guy down there. That He was the promo coach. Everyone he inspired, everyone he helped, uh, I don't know if you've gone it, Mike. I, I'm sure you've seen it. Uh, Sami Zayn 
and I posted up on Twitter on the, the Twit Longer thing. Well, he gave, or he's talking about and gave him stories about uh, Dusty. How Dusty happened to come up with the name. How the Sammy's name, name got rejected three times. Dusty heard it, liked it, and just told, and had, and was like, okay, you know what? Tell the office that that's going to be your name and that I approve it. And people listen because Dusty votes. Uh, he gave a, uh, Sammy gave a, in, little great insight or a story when Kevin Steen, now Kevin Owens, first came to NXT, usually the first couple weeks, the first week or so, they're just observing, watching what, everything that goes on. Now we're participating too much in, you know, in any matches or any of that stuff. So he was sitting, you know, so Steen was sitting at the, uh, in the promo class and it had a couple, uh, you know, higher ups in there, a couple of exec- like executives type people uh, in the, in there as well. So Dusty goes, you know, what, I want to try some out, and he had this thing where he kept he always had a little trouble with names, so he called up Steam to he, he called up Steam uh, to do a promo in the class. Only um, problem was, uh, they call him Kevin Steen, he called him Kip Stern. Hmm. Which, which kind of caught everyone by surprise. And, you know, Kevin didn't know what to do until, uh, until we would kind of give a nudge like, I think it means you. And if you go on the Steen's, uh, Twitter right now, you actually see that he actually changed his name to Kip Stern. In honor of Dusty. Wow. And Steen's got a great thing too on on his Twitter for longer about he never really got the, he didn't get the chance to really thank Dusty and he and he wanted to the past few weeks to really thank him for all the help he's done. And he kind of you know ended by saying, "Listen, we don't know how long we have. We don't know when anything's going to happen. So make the most of uh, what you have." Spend time with people you love, and you know, always tell them what you feel when you know. As soon you know, every time, don't keep putting off things like that because you don't know when you're gonna have the opportunity next time. Um, an interesting, a couple of interesting things though that someone pointed out. Uh, and Dusty Rhodes. Uh, hard times promo. He says, and he says in it, there are two bad people. One was John Wayne, and he's dead, brother. And the other one is right here. The, the you thing about that is, John Wayne died 36 years ago today. Wow. I mean, I, that, you know, I know it's just an eerie coincidence, but right, it's still, it's still, you know, very big coincidence. Yeah. Mike, do you wanna? Oh, you just okay. Okay, go ahead. No, 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 I'm, 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 I'm good. Okay, Mike, do you wanna jump in?
Is he still? Mike, are you still on? Well, Brian, while he's trying to get back on, why don't you give your thoughts? Well, I, I, I hang on a second. Oh, let me get him back on. I'll mute him. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't see. I had a couple of things over. All right, Mike, you're back on. Sorry, I didn't. I had the frame down. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm a little tired of these technical uh, glitches on the site. It's ridiculous. I just got hung up on it for no reason. But, okay, I will figure that out. Hang on. Yeah, well, not not gonna hold my breath, but it's <laughs> what it is. But I'm gonna start with Christopher Lee. Because he did, he did pass away on the seventh. It just mm-hmm. finally came out. Uh, he began acting in 1948. His career spanned from 1948 all the way to 2015, which for anybody. Unbelievable. He was 93 years old. And he appeared in hundreds of films, several, several, several TV shows throughout the years. He appeared in some video games. He appeared in... He appeared in um, a couple of heavy metal albums, too. Mm -hmm. He was one of heavy metal's biggest advocates. And, uh, you know... Christopher Lee is is probably one of the most what's the word? I would say I'm going to go with flexible, but he could do so many things. He had such a presence, such a voice, such an ability, and he, for for years and years and years and years, he shared that with the world. Um, for one generation, he was Count Dracula. He played that role nine times. For another generation, he was in those crappy Star Wars movies. That's <laughs> Count Dooku. For another generation, he was Saruman, the Wise. And should have been all three of the original Lord of the Rings movies, but I still don't know what uh, our fine director... I just think Peter Jackson was thinking there. Maybe he was too busy thinking about King Kong. Um, and he appeared in all three Hobbit movies. He appeared in good movies. He appeared in bad movies. He appeared in one of the Captain America movies. One of the original ones, which were kind of corny. He was in Charlie and Chocolate Factory, Corpse Bride, Golden Compass. And then for fans of, you know, video games, I think most notably he was in Kingdom Hearts. And, you know, that's, for me, I mean, I've seen him in, like, lots of things, but Kingdom Hearts, that that was one of the biggest losses because, you know, that was, he was an important character, and he, he kind of breathed life into that character. It was amazing what he did. But his work was transcendent, and uh, he will be missed. He was 93 years old. He led a good, long life. 
And he shared his talents and his gifts and his personality with the world. So thank you, Christopher Lee. You will be missed. Uh, as for Dusty Rhodes, that's that's a shock. He was 69. 69 years old, Dusty Rhodes. Um, I, I, it's still, that's still tough. I mean, he was an older guy. He was, but he had just dropped all that weight. He was working down in NXT with all the guys. I I don't know. It's shocked, awe. I'm surprised. I mean, it's hard to really process, you know, what happened to Dusty. But he he made a last. He was one of the few guys you could say who made made one of the most biggest and most lasting impacts on the professional wrestling landscape. He was easily one of the best promo guys of his era, of any era. He had some of the best wrestling, he had one of the best wrestling minds. And it showed through eras. I mean, some of his ideas weren't weren't great, but not everybody has great ideas. And all the best don't have great ideas all the time. But his, I don't know, Dusty Rose's legacy will will live on for forever and ever in the in the annals of professional wrestling. It will. He's one of the greatest promo guys, multi-time world champion. Yeah, he had the polka dots. Yeah, he had he had the uh, awesome song and some, and he had Sweet Sapphire, but. Yeah, that that one was a tough loss for wrestling today. That was a tough loss for wrestling today. Tough loss, tough tough loss for the Runnels family today. Absolute heartbreak for for Goldust, for Cody and his entire family. So condolences and prayers go out to them and to the family of Christopher Lee and everybody we lost just this day. For 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 everybody, this day sucked. Yeah, understand. This day, this day sucked hard. It did. It really did. Um, and I know we we've talked a lot. I mean, obviously, there's a lot was said about Dusty and a lot about Chris Free. And, and admittedly, I I don't, and I hope I don't. You know, offense. I don't know much about um, Ornette Coleman or Ron. Moody. I'm familiar with Ron Moody. Um, but um, I don't know much, so but I did want to acknowledge their losses today too because they they are significant losses as well. So again, to all those we lost today, their families, friends, fans, um, everybody, we our condolences and made it all rest in peace. It was it, it was a horribly tragic day, and you know we're going to move on to things that are nowhere near as important. But. Um, so we're gonna move on, but it, it was a horrible, horrible day. Um, but can I just point out one thing? Go ahead, please. Um, the last person to receive the bionic elbow. Yeah. Dean Ambrose. Yep. 
Battleground, yep. And think, who was the last person to ever wrestle Undertaker on free TV? Dean Ambrose? Dean Ambrose, SmackDown. Hmm. And the main event of this past pay-per-view, how was, uh, how was that finish? Dusty finish. And who was involved in that main event? Dean Ambrose. Hmm. Um, I would not be surprised. It, I would not be surprised if he doesn't use the bionic elbow at one point. Just uh, in the tip of view, uh, he does yeah. that house shows from what I hear. Yeah, uh, I know. I know right now. Uh, Goldust is injured. He's gonna be up for, for some months. Uh, I don't know if they can fit Cody Stardust onto the show. I, I doubt it. I don't know if he'll be in the right mental. I, you know, I don't. I don't think you'll see him this Sunday. Yeah. But, but yeah, I, I'd have I'd have to assume uh, probably on the Monday after because they're gonna have a tribute show for him. I'm not sure right. if it's gonna be a full Raw is Dusty or if it's just gonna be a, a quick Ken Bell salute. But I I had to expect that the Stardust angle gimmick need to get dropped. I I I think whatever plans that they had, I, this is just my feeling, and I don't know anything. I haven't heard anything. I mean, there's obviously been discussion today, obviously, but um, I my feeling on it, I know they had plans. I know there was a the, you know there's a potential SummerSlam match. I I honestly I thought the Stardust gimmick needed to go before. I think it needs to go now. You don't have Goldust right now. He is injured. I, I don't think he's due back to what maybe like October, November at the earliest or something like that. I'm trying to think back to when he got injured, I can't remember how long it's been. But um, yeah, the yeah I, only like only like four, three or four weeks ago, so he's still gonna be out for yeah. Three he's out for the rest of the year probably. I'd imagine. Um, you're, you're. I, I think you need to bring and and you know what? I think you need to bring Cody Rhodes back right now. And I, it's not even about giving somebody a push or anything like that. I I think you need to. It's a it's a it's a way to pay tribute to Dusty. It's a way, and and it's not. And the gimmick wasn't going anywhere anyway. But just paying tribute to Dusty is more important than any kind of plan you had left for Stardust. Oh, so I hope that on Monday they, if, if Cody's there or able to be there on Monday, which I don't know if he will be or not. I don't know. I mean, obviously they'll do a tribute Monday. They'll do like you know they'll do like a quick package and everything else, but. If he's available to be there Monday, I hope that they do that on Monday because it makes no sense not to. Oh, you just got to figure, with the start of the thing, the last time we saw Dusty was when he was talking to Stardust. I remember yeah. what Stardust said to him. As far as I'm concerned, Cody's dead, and so is his father. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean, obviously so, that was that was in character, but still, yeah. Yeah, I mean that was a couple months ago that happened, but now you got to look at it, you know you you can't you can't keep this gimmick going. You know you haven't come out, you haven't said you know. You do you can do something. You don't exploit it. You don't exploit it like they did with Eddie, obviously, but you you pretty much haven't come out and said you know. This hit me. This kind of snapped. Me back yeah, me reality that that you know 
I had taken advantage of what I had and didn't know about it until I lost it. Yeah, you I want, agree. You, I, him, you want him to be proud of the road's name, of everything it means. You, know, you, you have said, you know, Cody is back, Cody is alive. And, you know, you you got to say, you know, you don't, you don't use it like they did with Ray Mysterio when Eddie died. Right. Because I think everyone can admit that uh, that was poorly done. In such in, in such poor taste all around. Yeah. No, I agree. You know, so you had to do it tactfully. Right. I agree. No, I, I think you're I think that's a hundred percent right. That's I think that's the way I would handle it. And like I said, I think a lot depends on, you know, if he will I mean, Sunday you'll get like the in memoriam, like there'll be a crypt package, and they and they'll probably take that into Monday. But I I don't know. It depends on if Cody would be there or not on Monday or not. I don't know when you know it just happened today. I don't know how it's all going to work. But um, but yeah, I definitely do that. It's time to bring Cody Rhodes back for sure. Um, okay, so we mentioned Sunday. There is a pay per view on Sunday, and. It's Money in the Bank, which if there was, if you consider there to be five big pay-per-views, this is one of them. Um, I actually think it's taken. It's probably actually many people think it's replaced Survivor Series as one of the big four, which it probably has. But um, it is obviously that means you have a you have a Money in the Bank match, and you you know you all know what that means. So we will preview the card. Um, you know what we usually do? We'll go around. We'll start the pre-show match, which we'll probably do with like 30 seconds because it's a meaningless pre-show match. Um, and, you know, we'll go down the card and at the end we'll do the questions and comments as we always do. So let's let's get going here. Pre-show match this time around is R-Truth versus King Barrett, which I get the unfortunate, since Jeff Tech's not here, I get to make the decisions. I'll take this match because I don't think anybody else cares to take this match. And I'm just going to make it short and sweet just to save on time. Um, even though R-Truth was incredibly entertaining on Monday with that promo, and I'm using air quotes because I think it was an honest mistake, um, or a setup. I don't know which way you want to go with it, but um, obviously I, I hope that this is just a way to give King Barrett a win because they got nothing for him right now. For some reason, he wasn't in Money in the Bank, which I don't imagine why that was. Maybe because they figured he, was gonna lose, he wasn't going to win it, so why put him in the match? Um, but to me, this should be just an easy excuse to give him a win. Even though our truth is gets a reaction, he is entertaining. And again, I think that was—I I think that was a mistake. I think he actually screwed up. My feeling, um, although I, I could see why people would think it's a setup. I think, you know, a setup for him to make a mistake or something. I don't know. But nonetheless, I think it'll be a quick match. I—I I think King Barrett will win the match. It won't be much of a match, but I think King Barrett will win the match. Although. Part of me wouldn't be surprised to see our truth win it, but all right, Mike, what say you? Free show match. Ah, uh, if if King Barrett doesn't win this match, I am convinced that he is out the door within the next like two months because there's really no excuse for him to be dropping matches left and right on television. You just gave him the same. Oh, we said the same thing about King Sheamus. So, yeah. you know, there's that. 
but I don't I don't even know. But I I am predicting that Wade will win. King Barrett, bad news. Wade King, bad news Barrett. And I really, 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 really hope that they they have bigger plans for the guy. I really do. Justin? Barrett needs this. I mean, it's weird that the fact that Barrett is not in the money to make the match, considering he's always the one to go, oh, you know, they're burying him so he can, you know, so he's going to be a surprise when he gets money in the bank. Every year I say that when he's not injured. And it's a little bit surprising that he's not actually in it. But given his injury track record, maybe for the best. But um, he needs to win. He needs this win. Because really, when's the last time he won? Mm. In the ring? I think he may. Didn't he beat Neville one time after King of the Ring? I thought he beat him. I thought he didn't beat him once. Maybe, but, but even then, okay. So that was two months ago, right? He beat him. He beat him the raw after King of the Ring. Right. Okay. Not yeah, the okay. raw after. He beat him. The, they he got a like a count out on the pay per view to give Neville a PPV win, and the next night he he beat him clean. Okay. Or with help from Sheamus, one of the two. Okay. There you go. <laughs> so yeah, he basically having the king in the ring is like being an intercontinental champion. You're going to get buried because his bad news gimmick was getting over, and apparently didn't want that. So they gave him the king gimmick. Right. So you're thinking King Barrett. Okay. It is funny, though, because, well, for the last couple of years, you're right. We've been saying that, like, Wade Barrett was probably a contender to win Money in the Bank because they're always booking him as losing going in. But then he, a lot of times he's gotten injured right before Money in the Bank. And this year, he's he's he would have been able to be in the match, and he's not in the match. So, all right, next up, and Mike will get this, just get to start this one, is, the Intercontinental Championship match between Ryback, who is the champion, and Big Show. I guess they're not going to add Mr. I had heard rumors they might, but they, I guess they're not. So, Ryback uh, versus... I'm not surprised they're not adding Miz because, you know, he just took a clean loss to Big Show. On. Yeah. Spoiler well, alert tonight. He, he I'm, talking, to, I'm talking before this week there was talk of it, but... There, there was a lot of talk of it, and it, it just didn't pan out. Uh, no contest. Uh, Ryback retains. There's, there's no point in having the guy lose this early. I think you're going to kind of build this up till SummerSlam. Everybody's want to see this feud go away by SummerSlam. We already got the payoff that he shell shocked. Uh, he he could shell shock Big Show. As uh, I, I am hoping that this would be. Uh, the end, but mm. you know, by the end, I mean I hope, I'm hoping that they just kind of run it and this Ryback retains. But he's gonna retain. Oh, he'll retain. It's just it'll probably be a no contest. But mm. yes, we will get sick of this feud 
uh, by SummerSlam, which is mm. where it'll probably end. Right. Justin? Robert needs to win. This is his first, first title, I believe, ever in a WWE, correct? Yes. So there's no way you're going to get, you know, there's no way he's going to lose it two weeks into his run. Which, wow, what a surprise. That last PMD was only two weeks ago. It feels like we've had three in the past six weeks. We yeah. <laughs> have. That's the joke. <laughs> they, they don't get it that people get burnt out. Yes, you have the network now, so people aren't spending as much money. But get it some time. If you want to do a quick special, which doesn't need as much of a build-up, fine. If you want to have like a, a, a King of the Ring special, where you have some mid parties fight as like a, as a side thing on Raw that build up for the pay-per-view, then that's great. That's fantastic. But don't build a whole pay-per-view that's just going to be on the network as a special with, you know, because you're just rehashing everything. It, it's overkill. Back up a little bit. Bring it down to 11 or 10 pay-per-views a year. A couple of specials. Like you do, the, 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 do what NXT does. You have no pay-per-views. And you have like two or three specials. You know, big, you know, maybe you have like the two, uh, what the, Tuesday Texas uh, style uh, things, right? Like right, back in like the early 90s, they'd have like special uh, special pay-per-views on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, whatever. They can mm. do that. They have the opportunity to do that. They can run it whenever they want, pretty much. You know, if you want to do a... Like, you want to have an intercontinental tournament or a, you know, a, spe- you know, a, a small special tag team uh, pay-per-view That'd be cool. Just not a whole big production because it, it burns people out. Really, right. I'm burnt out right now. Because literally, oh, you know, just a few days ago, we did this. We did this two weeks ago. We, you know, we were doing the same. My son Michael was doing the same thing, going down a card and yeah. giving our opinions. And we're doing it two weeks later. And in, a, in three or four weeks, we're going to be doing it again. Right. So, Ryback or Big Show? Ryback. <laughs> right, right uh, I started to say that, and then I went to the tangent. Ryback has to win. Uh, yeah. Not clean. It's going to be some type of whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, Ryback needs, Ryback needs to win. Uh, to me, th- this... <sighs> I really wish they had waited till Battleground to start this because I wish they had given Ryback an opponent. He could have went over Queen first before he got to the Big Show. So he had one title defense where it was a Queen win because he's not getting it on Sunday. Okay? There's some people that think Big Show is going to go over here and then they're going to have Ryback chase the title off Big Show. I would not be surprised. I'm not predicting a Ryback. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not going 100% a Ryback win here. I would not be surprised if Big Show gets in that ring right now. Because remember, last time we saw Big Show, he lost. 
So I'm I'm my feel well okay on Smack obviously on SmackDown he's gonna win but I, on pay per view he lost to Roman Reigns in the last man standing match. You know they 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 Big Show is a talent squasher so I would not be surprised if their thinking is have Big Show win here and then have Ryback chase it into SummerSlam. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I don't think that's gonna happen because I think the only I, I don't think given how Ryback's fan reaction has been and given the fact they gave him the title and they really went the extra mile at Illumination Chamber at Daniel Bryan try to put him over and stuff, even though he didn't really need it. I think that they want him to hold it and I think what they're gonna do is like Mike and you have said. You know, no contest, DQ, some kind of dusty finish. I know it's, it's, it's apropos to say that. Um, you know, some kind of finish where either, you know, it's a DQ or something. I think it, it, it could go in, I think it'll go in favor of Ryback. Obviously, maybe they'll have Big Show get frustrated because he can't beat him or something. I don't know. But I think there won't be a conclusion here. It'll probably, But the decision will probably go in favor of Ryback. But again, I think there's a, like a 30, 40% chance Big, Big Show wins. But no way is Ryback getting the clean win here. If he gets it, it's going to be at SummerSlam. And that's the only reason you do this program. If you don't, if this program is just, you know, end up a big show get, taking the title and running off of it, then this this was a waste and you just destroyed Ryback again. And that's the last thing you need to do. But I don't, I, I don't think that's the case. All right. Uh, next up, we got the tag team title match between... The champion New Day and the primetime players, which Justin, you get to start. Last time I'll say it again. Uh, primetime players need to win. They they're on a streak. They've been around for a while. They should have won it years ago, and they didn't. They need to win it now. Good. I don't know why they went. I mean, you you got Titus O'Neil who was just named Liberty Dead of the Year. You capitalize on that. You've you got a golden goose landing in your lap. Do something with it. Right. Get some publicity out of that and make it work. The primetime players, they need it. You know... There was a time when I thought, okay, they're just holding it for the Lucha Dragons. But, you know, they've taken the Lucha Dragons away from this. And I think Mike said it off the air on Monday that, okay, they can use that for, like, WrestleMania or something and build it up as a moment. They don't have to do that right now. So why not give it to a team that really probably should have won it long – actually, no doubt about it, they should have won it a long time ago. And one of the best things they've done this year is bring these two back together because it was needed. They should never broke up in the first place. Um, I think you do it here unless you want to run some kind of thing where, you know, you build it up another pay-per-view, which I, I guess I don't mind because it's not like they ran a singles match with these uh, – not a singles match, a one-on-one team, you know, match with these two at the last pay-per-view. It was an Elimination Chamber match. They, you could probably justify putting off their big victory for one more if you want to. Um, but I don't know if the crowd cares enough to do that. I think you probably should just do it here. Unfortunately, and that's again, that's what I feel they should do. Unfortunately, I don't think they're going to do it. I think New Day is winning. 
everything I've heard suggests probably the New Day's winning. The, 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 everybody backstage is into them. They like the fact they're getting reactions now. There's even rumor. I mean, you've, you've even hearing people say that maybe Kofi might somehow win Money in the Bank on Sunday. So I, I don't know. I I think the New Day's winning, and I, I'm not saying the primetime players don't get their chance. I'm just saying it, I I don't feel it will be at this pay per view. Maybe it's the end game. I don't know, but I don't think it's happening at this pay per view, even though it should. So I think and what should be an okay match. I think the New Day is is going to retain. Mike? I... Yikes. The primetime players should, in fact, be the direction they go in. And you're right, you did quote me accurately. They they took the Lucha Dragons away from the picture. They'll be involved in these multi-team matches, but... I digress. They, you could save the Lucha Dragons. You could save their big moment for WrestleMania. And you could build them up on a heel tag team. A good, solid heel tag team who had a good run and maybe were built up strong and like not like Legion of Doom clones. Yeah. You tell I'm a little, still a little salty about the Ascension because they could have been something good. Right. They still could be something good. They just really need to, uh, you know, try. That's the thing. They just need to try. The New Day is getting over. The New Day is, they, they are making it work. I think, though, if you have the primetime players lose here, I think you're, you're, you're in dangerous territory with them because they just got back together. They, you're just making them seem important again. Right. And they are one of the few teams, one of the few tag teams in the WWE that has some presence outside the company. You can do stuff with them. So I think it is legitimately in WWE's best interest here because they have this big kind of following, because they have non-wrestling presence and influence, because they have the potential to just get over and put over a better heel tag team. They, you could do so much more with the primetime players, it is crazy. Now, does this mean that New Day is out of the title picture? Absolutely not, because this feud could run on and on and on. You could even probably hot shot the titles at the next pay-per-view just to even kind of make the SummerSlam match seem important. But I think, well, at the end of this feud, the primetime players need to be carrying the titles. Because it's time. You missed the boat on crime time. You missed the boat on the primetime players the first time around. You missed the boat on so many good tag teams. That now is the time. You have a second chance. You have a second chance with the primetime players. Let's run the ball. So I say, look, let's do it here. Let's do it at Money in the Bank. Kofi, and this is just a spoiler, Kofi is in no way going to win Money in the Bank. 
But I digress. I digress. I feel like the primetime players should win here, but if they don't win here, they will be champions by SummerSlam as long as they stay relevant. Good luck with that. Hmm. Um. Okay, so I, I get, I, Justin. Just for the record, I gave you a turn on the tie tag team match, right? I think I did. I can't remember if I did or not for some reason. Okay, I'm gonna go on a little and say I did, <laughs> but yeah. Um. All right. And by the way, since this is Money in the Bank, it is kind of a big pay-per-view, so having a, a big title change would be helpful. And if, you, if Kofi is going to win Money in the Bank, which, again, is very doubtful, even though people seem to be clinging to it for some reason, if Kofi is going to win Money in the Bank, a nice setup to it would be them losing the tag titles early in the night. It'd be like, that'd be a nice kind of setup. But hmm. All right, next up, we jump here to the next match, which is the Divas Championship, Nikki, uh, champion Nikki Bella versus Paige. I get to start this one off. Oh, joy. Um, well, I know what should happen here, but I'm not convinced it's going to happen. And the reason why I'm not convinced it's going to happen is because I'm convinced that they want to build this up to SummerSlam for a total Divas kind of reason or something. I don't know. I got a feeling that Paige is going to get cheated here again, and Nikki's going to win by some kind of shenanigans here. It should be an okay match, but from a storyline standpoint, I guess, for a Divas match. But whatever the case may be, I don't think Paige is winning here. I think Nikki Bauer retains by like DQ or something or some kind of screwy finish again. Um, Mike? I think if you go with another screwy, bellow retaining finish, I think people are going to get sick of this feud. Because this isn't NXT. This is not NXT, where the Divas are presented as legitimate competitors that are worth our time and attention. This is not Triple H. This is not NXT where we care who's going to challenge Sasha Banks next. We care that they just got a 20-minute competitive match and both Divas look good. There's no screwy finish. We, why should, we, we don't care about the main roster Divas outside of Paige anyway or the Bella Twins. The point is this. This is your, this is your window. This is your window for Paige. You want to get her over, you want to get her over, then this is the time. Having her lose again in the same way to Nikki Bella, uh, let me stress, again, makes her look bad, makes the division look bad. With that being said, I think Nikki Bell is probably going to retain via shenanigans because, as I said, this is an NXT. 
They WWE does not care. NXT cares. I mean, every diva on NXT is is valuable. Up in WWE, it's like who cares? It's it's depressing to see, and they deserve better. So I'm gonna. So I want Paige to win. I'm going to choose Nikki Bella via shenanigans. It probably won't be clean. Justin. Oh, God. We keep having this match. It's, this is like the diva version of Alberto Del versus Sheamus. It just doesn't end. It will go on for eternity. It will be so... I, I, I think I am in hell. I think this is what <laughs> hell is. I'm waiting for, like... To get pitchforked in my rear side. I don't know what I did to deserve this punishment, but I must have done something really bad. Mike hit it perfectly. No one's invested in these dealers because they never really gave us the time to get invested in them. They just throw them out there for a four minute match and away they go. And they go, oh, you know, they they don't really try to build them up as competitors. They just try to build them up like, oh, look at her. She's so crazy. She's so angry because she's a woman. No, yeah, like, no. You can have actual competitors. You can have legitimate diva wrestlers. They're doing it right in NXT. I don't diva. I wouldn't want to go up to you know, the main roster. If you get lost in the cards and you're going, you know, it, going to be horrible. Uh, Emma's thing right now in NXT is that she's angry that she got bumped back down to NXT. That's her gimmick. That's why she's angry down there, and when she's on the main roster, she's happy, because, you know, the, with the main roster, that's where you make all your money. That's where you're being seen by everyone. Being on the roster for her is good. A main roster is good. Being NXT is bad, because that's where the children are. But I don't want to be next because then they'll be treated legitimately. And the last time we had a the last time we had a Davis match main event, any show was, God, what ten something years ago? What Trish and Lita, I believe it was, Mike. It was, I think, uh, the steel cage match. Victoria yeah. versus Gail Kim. May have been a raw. Okay. But well, this match is, you know, there comes a point where you just gotta say, okay, enough. People are getting sick of it. Either do the title change or move on to a different competitor. One or the other. Just make it stop. You know, if you want to do the match at you know what you want to do? If you want to do the match at uh, SummerSlam, and apparently isn't that about when the Divas contract run, uh, the Bellas contract runs up? Right? So uh, it's 
it, I believe it is. I think it's around late July. But if it's around late July, it'll probably extend it for a few weeks. Just to, but yeah, generally what, what around would, there. Yeah. What I would do, have a match. Have a match with Paige. Paige win this match. Have the rematch, you know, in July. Paige win that one, and then in August, SummerSlam, all in the line. Title versus career. Paige wins. Dollars are gone. Dollars yep. put someone over on the way out the door. Everyone's happy. And it gives the match something important. Other than the that, that's actually a pretty ingenious idea. Too bad they're not going to go with it, but it, oh, it, it oh, really is a great idea. They're not going to use it, but you would think it makes sense. Because if, if, you know, if Paige wins this match and then wins in July, she has no incentive to give a rematch in August. Unless Nikki and Bree put up something in exchange, you know, if you want to do a fatal four-way, so the odds are, are just, you know, kind of even. If either the ball wins, the you know, they keep the job. But if Paige or whoever or the other diva wins, well, that right. gone. Or you do it, right. or however you want to do it. Right. But that's where it should go. Whether right. it will or not. Probably not. Whether or not Paige will win this match, I the way they're going, probably not either. But she should get this feud over with for the love of God before I, you know, before I start right. gouging my eyes out with a rusty spoon. But please, not the pain. The only problem I have with the idea is the fact that if they had kept the Bellas as heels throughout this entire run, which they haven't, it would, it, it, you know, the crowd would have been like, "Oh my God, yes, get there would be a payoff here." Problem is, they just turned them back into heels after they were faces for like a month, and before that they were heels for a couple months and they were faces. Like it, it's the problem is they flip flopped them so many times that the crowd doesn't know what to feel about them. So. There's the payoff that would have been there from them, like, losing their, you know, getting, you know, Paige winning. And they're acting well to Paige because Paige has been faced since, what, November? Like, mm-hmm. when AJ got lost the title, they made her a, they made Paige a face, didn't they? Right well, a couple months after that or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they kept, at least they've kept Paige consistent. You know, that's the biggest problem is the fact that they don't, say what you want about that Bella-Stephanie McMahon thing last year at this time, but at least there was a, there was a storyline. There was something. Bree was clearly a face. They aligned her with Daniel Bryan. Bree was actually getting good reactions because of Daniel Bryan. She, you put her up against a villain and Stephanie, and then you you ran the the the, the predictable swerve. But it, it was you know if you're going to do something with it, it was worth it. And having her sister turn on her, I hated the storyline, but it made sense. You know, you could have done some good things with that if you really, you know, people actually seem to care about it, whether it was for better or worse, and they did nothing with it. They just randomly, you know, had them get back to reunite as sisters and forgot about the whole thing. You know, they, what really would have been a good thing is you had, you know, Nikki or something, give Bree something in return for her loyalty, you know, and, I mean, you could have done a lot of different things, but they didn't care enough, and they dropped the whole angle, and it's 
again, you're not building investment if you're not. You have no direction for your storylines or characters, and they don't care about the divas. They just don't. That's why I don't know if you guys noticed, but did you hear Nikki was making had some tweets about you know how she had like a what, less than five minute match on Raw Monday night or something. I uh, no. She she did allude to that, like, oh, I got like less than five minutes for Summer Ray on Monday. Let's see if I get let's see if I get a little more next week or so, something like that. I forgot what they were, but she acknowledged the fact that she didn't get much of a match on Monday, and she's kind of doing some subtle jabs at the fact that the divas don't get any time on Raw. So, but anyway, moving on. Um, next match. We'll get to the big three matches. No disrespect to the other matches, but these are the three that seem to be the most um, hotly anticipated. And, Mike, you get the one I know you want, the rematch between John Cena and Kevin Owens, champion versus champion again. Go ahead. I don't trust WWE to not be stupid here. I don't trust them to not... Screw this up. Owens won clean. (laughs) That's the thing. He needs to keep winning clean. (laughs) Because once Kevin Dunn gets his hooks on him, he gets derailed. Yeah. (laughs) Let's turn this guy into Stardust Brother or something. Or give him a king gimmick. Or make him a dancer. I'm scared that that could happen to Kevin Owens. Despite Cena losing clean. Even despite that. But as for the match, it's going to be good. It might even be the match of the show. Which should not be surprising. Um, I am tentatively going to pick that Kevin Owens is going to go over by hook or by crook. I think... um, See, there are rumors that they don't want this feud to extend past Money in the Bank. They want Cena to kind of move on to his next thing. Uh, but then there's things there. They want Owens to kind of this this feud to kind of run through SummerSlam, and who knows? Who knows? I I am going to tentatively say that Kevin Owens is going to win, and I am also going to be bold by saying he will not lose clean on television until July. And by television, I mean the WWE Network. And by by July, I mean to Finn Balor. So I'm going to pick Kevin Owens to beat John Cena again, although I don't know if it will be as as clean as the last time. And if Kevin Owens doesn't win, I am going to lose my mind. Justin? I have no faith in WWE. I haven't had, haven't had in a while. But WWE has tends to have this running theme of wrestler A gets the win, wrestler B gets the win back, and then they have a match in the in the pay per view. 
Please, mm-hmm. baby, break the mold. Don't go that route. Have them win. Have have. Sorry, I have owned win. And then, you know, move on. Have them get in John's head, and then whoever beats then beats John for the U.S. title, just rub it, rub it in his face a little bit more. Have Owens go for that guy. Just rub it in his face a little bit more. But I don't want to see this match simply because I know what WWE's going to do. If they just left it the one match and they walked away, I'd be happy. Because Cena tends to, not necessarily Cena, but his booking tends to, you know, screw over some of the newer people. The mouth and comments. They feed into John Cena. And that's the last thing you want to do with Owens. Don't feed him to John Cena. John Cena is a career killer. This is widely known. Don't do it. Think of that man's career, John. Take the loss for his sins. Please, I beg of you, John. No one wants to see that. No one wants to see his career derailed and then all of a sudden he's the new Funkasaurus. Yeah. Because that's what they'll do. Because they're idiots. Oh, yeah. Um, here's what I think is going to happen. I, either they're going to have Kevin Owens win. Uh, 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 okay, not win. Have him lose by DQ, and then he pummels Cena after the match. Or um, I I I don't think Cena's winning clean here. For one thing, the, the the value they have in Owens has been clearly demonstrated. The fact that he went over clean, I I know what they do with Cena, but not, they didn't even do that with Rude. They haven't done that with anybody out of the gate. We know he Owens is a Triple H guy, and I don't know if you guys seen this, but there's been talk about his ROH merchandising deal. A lot of people think this is going to be affect Owens's booking and that because Vince is upset about. It. I think the only reason I've been so upset about it is because he knows he's got a big thing big thing in Owens right now, and he doesn't like the fact that his merchandising deal is, is there. That, to me, actually says the opposite, that he values Owens. Vince, just the fact that Owens went over Cena clean, okay, in his first match on, in WWE on the main roster speaks volumes. There was no, like, you know, he just, like when Sheamus beat Cena where he just happened to fall on the table or something. There was no, it was clear as day he beat him. And they, even seen, they haven't even had Cena shrug it off. Oh, you beat me. It's, it's, it's been stated. So I think what's going to happen here, and again, it's, especially if they value him, is they're going to have some kind of finish here. You know, Cena might win, but it'll be by DQ or some other thing. And I think what they might do is run some kind of, like, thing where he lays out Cena or, you know, maybe Cena lays him out at, after it's over or something, and they'll find some way to get these two away from each other on Monday night where somebody comes out and challenges Owens and, or challenges Cena and they get distracted and they move on. I think, and then they'll come back to it at some point. 
I don't see uh, Owens eating a clean pin here at all. I don't think Owens eating a clean pin, even a baller. I think they're going to run something there that's going to protect him. If he does, it's going to be some kind of protection or something. They're going to do something. Like, I think Mike noted maybe Cena will interfere or something. I don't know. But they'll do something. Because to me, everything I've heard and everything I've seen suggests that they don't value this guy like they do everybody else right now, as far as guys that came up at NXT. I think they're going to get, like, shield-level booking. He's going to get, like, shield-level booking, maybe even better, you know, like the shield did the first year. And right now, if you look at the the odds, they're close enough where I, I can see that this is not going to be some, like, John Cena redemption thing, okay? I think it's going to be... I don't blame people for thinking that, but it'll probably be, I think it probably will be the best match on the card. Um, but I think I, I, I'm going with Cena wins by, like, DQ or something. That's what I'm going with. It should be interesting. All right. Next match is the Money in the Bank ladder match for the Money in the Bank case. Obviously, you know it's a world title opportunity. WWE World Title Opportunity in the case as a contract in there. We all know how that works. The participants are Roman Reigns, Randy Orton, uh, Dolph Ziggler, Sheamus, Neville, and Kofi Kingston, and Kane. Um, So there's your participants there. Justin, you get to start. Participants in this match are Roman Reigns. And everyone else is not going to win. <laughs> the end. <laughs> Though I, really would, I would absolutely love to see a Freebird rule style of money in the bank where Kofi wins, all of them is the money in the bank, and then one catches into the all the WWE champion. That would be so trollcastic. That I just I'd have to want to watch. No, that means it won't happen because it's not going to have three people be the WWE champion at the same time. Right. But it still doesn't mean it won't be interesting. Also, it's Kobe Kingston. He's just there for be the spot You know, you know, be the spot guy. He's there to do all the flippy things along with Neville. Nipple doesn't have a chance. He just came up with the roster a couple months ago. Randy Orton, well, we just saw this with Randy Orton like two years ago. He doesn't need it again. Uh, Sheamus has never won Money in the Bank, but he doesn't really need it. He can just be inserted into a main event anytime he wants, basically. He's at that level. So... Really, the only way it makes sense is to have Roman win it. And then, you know, Abba Poe catching in on, you know, Seth Rollins. If Seth Rollins faces uh, Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam, like the supposed plan is, and then Roman Reigns catches in, that'd be such poetic irony. Yeah. <laughs> it would be. I don't think... I don't think it's going to happen, but I think it would be kind of funny. But Roman's winning. There's, there's no doubt about this one. It, it's pretty well written. Uh, blatantly. Yeah. 
Um, you know, we all kind of got an idea now what WWE's WrestleMania plan is for the title, and it's probably going to be a Shield triple threat, especially since they teased it at Payback. Um, if that's going to happen, then only one thing makes sense, and that's Roman Reigns winning the case, because then it kind of continues everything in that direction, whether they choose to cash him in, in some time in the next few weeks or that night, or whether they wait to cash in maybe at WrestleMania or something. It gives them a lot of options, and it keeps the title scene as far the title scene in the Shield program. So I think that's what they want to do. So I think that's what you're going to see here. It should be a fun match. I will say this much. I normally I would have said, well, Randy Orton's going to be the smoke screen. They're going to he's going to be like the tease. I don't think that's the case. I think two people are the tease here, Kane and Kofi Kingston. Kofi Kingston's going to be that kind of shock factor tease that they use to kind of make you go, oh, gosh, maybe there's a chance. I think that's why the odds are kind of swinging to him and why people are kind of saying stuff about him, like rumblings and stuff. Kane's the predictable smoke screen where he's going to be there and you're going to wonder if he's going to help somebody out to, to keep it away from range or something or if he's going to try to take it for himself. So you've got a predictable smoke screen in Kane and, a, and an unpredictable one in Kofi Kingston. I think Orton's is there because they want to get him on the card. And he's a sure hand. So I think it should be fun. The Money Bank match is always fun. But, yeah, Reigns is winning this. Whether it, you know, if you, I mean, whether he's going to be face or heel, whatever, he's winning this match. Mike? All right, I'm going to present you with three scenarios. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to just get the obvious one out of the way. The overwhelming favorite, overwhelmingly obvious choice, and the one that is most likely to happen is Roman Reigns is going to win. No disagreement with the two of you. In the end, I think Roman Reigns is is going to be the guy. But let me present to you two. Play. Let me play devil's advocate real quick. Present two optional scenarios. One, the first scenario is, let's go with the guy who isn't a smokescreen, but might just be hella popular and is in the most mainstream movie since uh, Rock. Seamus could win. He'd be... um, He'd be the smokescreen that they'd go with. And I'm saying Seamus could win because the money in the bank holder doesn't even really have to be on television. He he, he really doesn't have to be, like, around to be a threat. So Seamus could take the time off, come back, and he's an automatic threat to Dean Ambrose or Seth Rollins or whomever. And unlike Seth Rollins, he would not be booked as a gigantic wimp. So that, until, that's just... Until he was last time he was... The, uh, the first time he was WWE champion, he was booked like a wimp. Okay. Up until the Nexus program, Sheamus was booked like a monster. After the Nexus program, he was booked like a wimp. After the Randy Orton program, he was booked like a monster again. Only this time is a monster face. Now, who knows? So, I think Seamus could be the dark horse, but 
but not the he'd be the smokescreen they that they say, Hey, let's just go with him. Just swerve everybody. But if you right. really want to swerve everybody, the darkest horse will be Neville. Huh. It could be Neville. And why I'm saying that is a few years ago, Daniel Bryan had no legitimate case. No legitimate shot of winning the Money in the Bank championship or Money in the Bank briefcase, and he did. Neville could be seen as kind of like the, uh, a guy in the same vein. He's getting over, and what better better way to kind of get him over and keep him over and maybe make him look like a major player is by holding the case. You could use the case to get him to the next level. Right. So Neville could be a guy you could look at as maybe taking the case. Because, look, Ziggler, Orton, they're there. Kofi, I don't even know why everyone's thinking like Kofi. Maybe because everyone was like, bought into the New Day kind of thing. Like the, oh, well, the New Day is uh, if if Kofi wins it, we all win it. So everybody figures the New Day would help. uh, So there might be a, a thing for Kofi, but K- Kofi's not not going to get it. Well, I don't think Emily's thinking he will. I think Emily's just thinking that would be funny and cool if they did that. Oh, no, no, no. It would be funny and cool if they did do it. No lie. It would no, be hilarious because then all three members of the New Day would be champ. The there are legit holder. people thinking he's going to do it. In fact, the odd, when the odds first came out, he was in second. He's still getting pretty good odds. It's it's kind of it's kind of weird, <laughs> but it's there are there are some rumblings that it, it, when there are rumblings that much, there's probably somebody in that creative team that's saying that they should do it. Oh, I guarantee there's somebody in that creative team who thinks they should go with Kofi Kingston. Uh, but in the end, I. Look, Neville, I think, has a better chance of winning than Kofi Kingston. But nobody yeah. in this match has a better chance of winning than Roman Reigns. Oh, no, really want If you really want to really mess with people, you go with Neville. If you want to kind of get the mainstream attention, maybe have that stupid briefcase at that on a red carpet, you give it to Sheamus. You want to have that, you want to have that briefcase pooped in, you give it to almost anybody else. Except Brandy Orton who's going to be doing the pooping. Uh, but see, the obvious choice is Reigns. So Roman Reigns. Yeah. It really is sad that we kind of, other than other than Randy Orton, we can be mentioned everybody but Dolph Ziggler. But Dolph's already had it, so. Oh, that would be cool if they gave it to him again, but it's not happening. All right, last match. The main, which is, I mean, it's just going to be the main event because they're going to likely tease a cash in. The WWE World Heavyweight Championship match, once again, for the second straight year of Money in the Bank, is a ladder match because they will just have to try to get two ladder matches on the card for this pay per view. Ladder match, champion Seth Rollins, despite Dean Ambrose holding the title hostage. Champion Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose. Uh, I hope this is better than their last match. These two have had ridiculous chemistry. Their few last fall was amazing. They had great match after great match. But this year, this this that match at Elimination Chamber was rough. But that's probably because of all the the, the way that all oh, finished there. I 
I would not be surprised if they, you know, have something screwy happen again to try to keep Ambrose away from it. I can see a couple of things happening here. I can see them trying to build this up ultimately to SummerSlam where Ambrose wins it and then gets cashed in on. Or I could see them having Ambrose win it and then getting cashed in on that night. Or I could see them not even doing anything with Ambrose and having Rollins win and then sticking to their original plan and having Rollins go into SummerSlam to face Brock Lesnar. Now, I will say this much, too. If they run the Roman Reigns uh, cashed in on Dean Ambrose, either at Money in the Bank, assuming Roman Reigns wins the Money in the Bank with briefcase, which I think we all are assuming, if they run Reigns cashing on Ambrose at Money in the Bank or even at Battlegrounds, I think what they're going to do is they're going to run a fatal four-way match at SummerSlam for the title, and that's how they get around Brock Lesnar losing because he don't have to eat the pin. I'm starting to think that's what they're going to do anyway. I think either Fatal 4-Way or Triple Threat, they're going to run some kind of multiple-guy match for the title at SummerSlam. That's how they're going to get around Brock not eating a pen. And I think they'll run a similar thing at um, at um, Night of Champions, and then Brock will get mad because he can't get a one-on-one match and then do something again to get some taken out. And then when he comes back for WrestleMania season, he'll probably... You know, he'll get distracted by somebody else, and that'll be his program at WrestleMania. But I, I think that's something similar to what you're going to get. There are rumors that Brock might even show up at Money in the Bank. I, I don't know. But I I can see that happen. So there's a couple of scenarios here. The one thing I, I – right now I'm edging towards Ambrose winning the title, despite what the odds are saying. I'm edging towards that only because I sense that they're going to do the Reigns heel turn. I sense that they're going to make Rollins a face. Because I think they're, they're ready to move on from Rollins as a heel. The, the emergence of, of, of Kevin Owens and the fact that I think they really think that they, they, they really want to turn Reigns heel because I think they think the career trajectory will help them. I don't know. I see it. I'm hearing it. It makes sense to me. And if that's the case, if Ambrose wins, I do think they're on the cash-in that night. I don't think they're going to wait because it seems like they're moving up all their plans because they're afraid of, you know, people not – their plans not coming – being executed the right way if they wait too long. It seems like everything's being moved up. Owen Cena, everything. So I think Ambrose wins and gets cashed in on by Reigns. That's my prediction. Mike? I, I think I've mentioned a few times. The single worst thing WWE can do to Roman Reigns right now is turn him heel. So, of course, it's the only thing they see. <laughs> because here, the thing is, he's getting back over as a face again. He is not being shoved down our throats as much. Yes, he wrestled three matches on Raw, but essentially those three matches on Raw built up the Rollins-Ambrose match. So, which is hilarious if you think about it. So, Reigns should not be heel right now. Should Reigns win the case? Probably, but does that mean he needs to turn heel to do something with it? No. He doesn't need to be heel. That being said, 
I, I, you've said that Rollins has probably gone as far as he can. Um, with his heel run. And I agree with you, Brian. I think he has gone as far as he could with his current heel run. He he is champion. He is a member of the authority, but he literally has no credibility. When Randy Orton was in this position last year, he had credibility. Mm. He didn't need the authority to win every single match. I think this is the end of the the Rollins reign. I think Ambrose is going to win the title. I think they're going to kind of build to something. Because Rollins will get his rematch, which will happen next month. And that won't be the end of it. Because you know Rollins will end up in that that, um, SummerSlam match anyway. You know he will. So Ambrose could probably get a three-month deal out of Rollins. And if you want to run that, uh, the Reigns cash in there, you can. But honest to God, the worst thing they can do, the worst thing they can do is turn Reigns heel. But... That, with that being said, I disagree that Aunt Reigns is going to cash in. I think if Reigns cashes in, it'll probably be a WrestleMania. Um, I think Ambrose wins, but the Rollins feud will continue through SummerSlam. And that's when you bring in, uh, Brock Lesnar. But I think Ambrose wins the title to, uh, at Money to Bank. Justin? I got this to Mike. I, I think things are going to win, but I think what's going to happen is uh, he's going to get help from Reigns. You know, I thought he was going to come out in a fear, whatever. Reigns will come out even the odds, spear a couple people through, through the barriers. Dean's going to climb up, get the briefcase, and then, you know, Roman's going to have him on the shoulders. Yay! And then, boom, power bomb. Spear. Cash in. Mm-hmm. Pin. And there you go. I think what they're going to, and on Monday, they're going to say pretty much, he's already lost all faith in Seth. He couldn't get it done. Roman could. So kind of like how the authority went to Seth Rollins and got him to pick up the shield. Right. They're going to do that to Roman. They're going to say, Roman, you were on the cusp of greatness, we just couldn't get over that hump. We can help you. We can help you get over that little hump and uh, achieve endless potential. And he's going to look back at all his failures, all his stops and starts, all his near misses. He's going to think, you know, I I don't want to have a career of almost. Just a guaranteed shot. Line up with the authority. And then you have Seth Rollins, the man scorned by the authority. You have Dean Ambrose, the man screwed over by his friend. Mm-hmm. And you work, you work with that, and you have, and despite the fact that Roman is getting some cheers, he's still getting a lot of booze. 
And you know what? Roll with it. Have them roll with the booze. And now, you know, it, you know, and instead of turning into the go-away heat, it, it, they can turn it into legitimate heel heat. Because he just screwed over Dean Ambrose, his friend. Because everyone loves. And you could really, you know, because... Even said, you need a good, solid heel run before, you know, and as well as a face run before you kind of get up in that main event and be a champion. Everyone's, everyone has had it. So this should be Roman's time. Even when the Shield were heels, they weren't hurt. They weren't heels. They were cheered the whole time. So, I say give it to him. You know, have Roman win, money in the bank, Dean wins the title, gets cashed in on, and then you can work, you know, then you can do a, a one-on-one Seth versus, uh, Seth versus, you can do the next two of you, Seth versus, uh, what's his name? Seth versus uh, Randy Ambrose. And then you yeah. can have uh, not Randy Orton. Uh, Seth versus Roman Reigns. And next to you, Roman Reigns versus Dean Ambrose. And then you have the next one, which would be uh, actually no, it's going United Champions. You want United Champions? You have the Fatal Four Route, Fatal Four Route back last night. Or some of them you want to do a triple uh, or Fatal Four Route there. You have ways you can do it. So you can spread it out where it's not a triple threat shield match. Because you want to save that for one of the bigger pay-per-views. Right. Preferably, preferably WrestleMania. But uh, like you said, I think they're, they're going to be rushing things up now. They're going to be fast-forwarding their plans because you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know how, th- you know, what if you have this big, huge plan set up and all of a sudden someone gets injured? Well, all the plans just run out the window. Not only that, but they got bit in the ass last year by waiting too long on Reigns. Yeah. I mean, I already, so, it, yeah, so. It's, the one thing I will say is this. I hope if they do it that Triple H handles it because I think there's a lot of fuel you can use for a Reigns heel turn. You can use the fans and how no matter what he Reigns did, he never got complete respect. You know, he he brought he almost beat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, and the fans still wouldn't respect him. There's a lot there that you can use. I mean, it's it's, it's almost a natural thing to do. I I mean, go ahead. Yeah, you have. I won the Royal Rumble, and you people didn't respect that. You made me face Daniel Bryan to you know solidify. Yeah. I beat Daniel Bryan, and you guys still didn't respect me. And then I go out there, and I give it to Brock Lesnar, and I would have won if it wasn't for Seth Rollins, and you people still really disrespect me. And then I win Monday Bank, and you still disrespect me. You have things you can play off of. You a lot. have yeah. things you can do. You just got to do it. They got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's you know, I think the only thing that, I mean, and I think he knows that, and I think it's it's something you know, it, it's going to get the crowd. It's going to get the crowd invested. Plus, I I think as a heel, they won't quite feel it's as forced. They're like, okay, they're not trying to make him the face of the company yet. There, he's the heel, so they're not doing that yet. 
So it kind of gets the crowd time to take it in that eventually he's going to be moving on to that bigger role. You know, there's a lot. I mean, it's, 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 I'm not against it. I just, you know, it's Ambrose. But it, it actually, you know, you know they're just itching to bring back the shield, like to reunite the shield. Well, actually, if they want to, if they build this the right way, if they have shield triple threat at WrestleMania next year, you know, you have Ambrose, Reigns, and Rollins in the match, and it's kind of like you had. If if you do the Reigns cash in thing here, then you build up to Ambrose getting the big win at WrestleMania, and then you have Ambrose defeat both of them, both of the guys that backstabbed them in the Shield, and then maybe after that program's over, you can run them. You know, Rollins and Reigns realizing like the error of their ways and reuniting with them, because Ambrose would have kind of showed them, hey, you guys screwed me over, I beat you. You know, it, it almost it's actually a natural thing to do if they do it, but we will see. It'll be fun. One way or the other. Um Okay, so Justin has told me that he needs to go. Um and he is gone. So Mike, it's just you and me now to finish off. Oh. Um Oh, but that's, that's okay because we don't now. Thankfully, and you'll be happy about this. We, we are going to do a few questions and comments. We we actually, and, and this is not just a cop out, folks. While we were talking about the matches, we did address some things, um, like the you know the characterization, the divas, the Bellas, you know how quickly their face and heel turns have hurt maybe any potential investment. You know, we did touch on a few things that were mentioned. So you know, we don't have a lot to do here, so that's good. Um, I do want to, um, there was one, there was one I wanted to start with here as far as questions in that go, but let me quickly, I I haven't done any updates yet on the NBA Finals game, so let me quickly give you all a score update there before we do this. Uh, game four, of course, going on tonight from Cleveland. Cleveland leads the series two games to one. Right now, it is Golden State 31, Cleveland 24, 12 minutes left in the seconds, so the seconds is getting underway. So, Golden State, knowing how important this game is, are off to a good start, much better offensive start in this game. As you know, from the end of the game three the other night, Golden State started to find offensive in particular, um, Stephen Curry. So, hopefully, so, it looks like they're off to a good start tonight. We'll see what happens there. As, again, Cleveland leads that series two games to one, game four from Cleveland tonight on ABC. Um, so that's what's going on there. A um, couple of qu- questions and comments we'll get to right now. Um, a couple of them we already acknowledged the, of Kevin Owens on the roster, what we have. Okay, well, well, I'll ask this one first, even though we kind of touched on it. With, Ke- Kevin, with Kevin Owens being promoted to the main roster, clearly showing that WWE was in desperate need of a young heel on the main roster, does that, do you think it's time to move Seth Rollins into a face role, and how would you go about booking him going forward? How would I go about booking him going forward? Can't get any worse. You really can't get any worse. <laughs> um, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't end the Rollins heel run yet. I instead would kind of continue on. 
as Rollins as heel. For the moment, I would run on as Rollins as heel. Because, I, well, I, primarily, I like your idea. Yeah. Even though I think it, it's probably the wrong idea, or you can wait on um, having uh, Reigns backstab Ambrose, I think that is a uh, an inevitability. Mm. But I think Rollins, his primary concern for for the for a while should be to get back in the uh the good graces of the authority, try to get back his title, etc. so on. So nothing should change. He just should just become a little bit more independent, a little bit more independent. He ends up in the he ends up in the match at WrestleMania, he loses again, he gets screwed by the authority. Uh at that point I would start booking him full-on as a face. Right. But it would be a very, very slow build because you, you've invested a lot of time as a, this guy as a heel. Right. More than average, too. You, you, you put in an ass ton of time. So I would, I would take it slow. But eventually, it would get to the point where Rollins has to be a face. Just to throw this out there, I've heard some, and this this isn't really rumors, but some people are suggesting, and I and I've always kind of thought this could happen um, when Rollins does break away from the authority, him actually getting a match with Triple H, because I know how everybody said Triple H really liked, and that's why he picked them to be the heel and be with the authority to kind of give him back some credibility because of the way they booked him. I could see Triple H doing a match with Rollins and putting him over. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I think that's a almost a you know, like I think he'd do that for any of the NXT guys. He's, you know, get put, brought up. I think that's a given, and I think that wouldn't be a bad idea if you do it at the right time. I think Rollins could use something like that, you know, at some point because of the way you booked him. I think that's a, almost a necessity that you give him something, somebody really credible, and give him something. You know what I mean? I think that's, you know, um, but we'll see. I, I agree, though. I think that you you can't turn him face overnight. You can't run this like, oh, he the authority screwed him, pity him overnight, turn him into a face. You can't do that. It has to be a long, it should be a long kind of like process of him going out of his way to try to get back in the authority's good graces and, you know, doing things to do that. You know what I mean? That's what it should be. Um I, I and, and culminate at WrestleMania, and then once the Shield have their triple threat match, you can have maybe Reigns and Rollins, or one start first and then the other, kind of slowly realize what they've done and go from there. That's the way it should be anyway. Given how WWE hates predictability and hates people guessing matches so often, despite the fact recently they haven't seemed to mind that, do you think it would be a nice swerve to have Kane or somebody else win the Money in the Bank match? Could this be Kane's last reign if they were to go ahead and do that? What did I say? <laughs> yeah, you did. I yeah. I, I, know. I played devil's advocate. You did. You did. I if Kane, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I'll, I'll answer after you. 
to, to me, isn't it predictable for Kane to do it too? Kind of. Really? Yeah. That that's that's all I wanted to say. I think it's. I mean, WWE hasn't avoided predictability at all in the last couple of years. We got Once in a Lifetime Part Two. Like every every match that we predicted maybe a year in advance, we pretty much gotten. Right. So. Yeah. So go ahead. No, I'm just correcting you. It's received. Oh, y'all. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, yes, I, I predicted that Neville could be the guy. So, uh, yes, I, I have thought outside the box. Now, Kane is a unique kind of case. It, he probably has more than earned one last run on top. It's just at this point... And and since his last run, Kane is notorious backstage for kind of turning down title runs. He figures he doesn't need them. And he's been a guy since the Attitude Era that's had that template where they've had to force him to take the championship. Yeah. There, there have been some backstage stories where they literally said, Kane, you have to be champion. I mean, he's only won it, I think, what, twice? Something like that, yeah. Uh, three times if you count the ECW championship, yes. So he has won the ECW, so he's a three-time world champion. And this is a, and Kane's a guy who probably should have won it more than that. He should he have had uh, Ryan Undertaker's number of, uh, I think, six or seven? No. Should he have had three or maybe four? Absolutely. But Kane is would rather have another guy go over. That's just how he is. Has, has he earned another run? Absolutely. Could it have been his last run? Absolutely. Would I like to see Kane get one more chance at the world title? Absolutely. Is it going to happen? Probably not. Yeah. I don't, you know what? If they if they turned him back into, they got away from the corporate stuff, and built him and 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 gave and gave him back a little bit more credibility, and then you know gave him a reign, then used him to put somebody over on the way out. That'd be a good thing to do. You know, that would value give you some value there. Um, I wouldn't mind it. Um, okay, let's see what else is here. Um, Paul Heyman did an interview today. Well, recently, not to, well. I, I I know what the interview is by the way. I read it. Um, where he mentioned that he pitched CM Punk beating the streak to keep him in WWE because he had already hinted that he had one foot out the door before his last feud with the Undertaker. Do you think WWE, especially given that they gave Lesnar the streak a year later, should have done this? And and do you think it would have been worth it to keep Punk in the company, giving him the streak? No. No. I don't think CM Punk would have stayed if he had conquered the streak. I honestly don't. Because when a guy is that miserable, 
there's no way you're going to keep that person. Right. And I'm just seeing, that's not, not just CM Punk. If somebody is so miserable at the job, the only there, there has to be some sort of reason for them to keep going. Yeah. Punk literally had no reasons. This contract. And once his contract is up, then he wasn't going to stay. So no. Streak wouldn't I, have let him see go ahead. No, go ahead, Mike. Finish. All I was gonna say is no, the streak wouldn't have kept him there. That would have been know. a cra- crappy reason to give somebody the streak. I I mean well, Heyman Heyman's really good, but there's some things that he says and does that are dumb too. Okay, that that's one of them. Just the fact that he pitched that, that was ridiculous. Now, look, at the time Lesnar beat the streak, we were all up in arms, and we kind of still are. I, mean, I, don't think any, I don't think anybody thinks that he should have. But I will say this one. Now that he is staying for a while, and they're booking him, the, and, and somebody actually made a really good post that they said that they think that this saved Brock Lesnar's wrestling career. Like it gave, it added, It gave him back some credibility because before that, they weren't really booking him that well. The Cena thing screwed him up, and they had to give him a few with Triple H. And, of course, Triple H had to get a win in there, but he still wasn't booked right. It, it wasn't until they had him, that punk match at SummerSlam where he finally started to get booked right. And the Undertaker thing kind of gave him this, this big, like, value in the company now where, you know, now you book him and everybody's like, you can use this to put somebody huge over at some point. So, I mean... I don't think anybody thinks that he should have done it, but now that it's done, and at least now that he's staying, at least you can use it for something. If he had left this year, it's like, okay, that was a waste. So I understand that there's value in that, even though he shouldn't have done it. Uh, He left? None. Punk? No way. And you know what, Mike? You and me were talking about this at the time, like when there was rumors they're going to do streak versus streak. And even when there was streak versus streak, we didn't think Punk should have won it. So to me, it didn't matter what the circumstances were. Yes, they should have let Punk be in the title match at WrestleMania, whether it was with Undertaker or somebody else. That should have happened. I agree with that. But I, I'm convinced that, it would, and, and, and even Heyman himself admitted in that interview himself that he don't think it would have kept him. He thinks it would have kept him a little longer. So what good would that have done? So, I mean, to me, it wouldn't have made a difference. I wouldn't have done it, and that's a really crappy reason to give somebody that, that honor. A really crappy reason. Okay, we're going to do, we're going to do one more. Um, well, two more. One, um, I'm, I, Mike, have you heard the news about Tyson Kidd? I'm not, I'm probably, not sure if you have. Probably not. I haven't Well, it's looking, it's looking like at least we, we know it's a spinal injury. Apparently people, it's believed to be, I think, a broken neck. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess Edge and, and, and uh, uh, Steve Austin have reached out to him to give him advice. Um, it doesn't sound particularly promising. He's going to be out for a very, very long time. Um, apparently, there's no heat on, on Samoa Joe because they said it wasn't a botch or anything. It was just a freak kind of thing. Um, nonetheless, with all this, how bad this seems, there's a lot of people thinking because of his age, he's 35, that he might not want to come back and wrestle uh, again because especially since it's not like he had a single career push going um, unless they decide to give him one. It's kind of like as a thank you or something. But um, 
so the question is, based on the recent reports, the, um, the question is, should Tyson Kidd retire? And if he does retire, um, do you think it would be a good idea for WWE to use him in some other role, maybe as a backstage like Jamie Noble agent or some other role? Mike? Uh, that would be entirely up to Tyson Kidd, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, should he, could he be in another role? Absolutely. I could see Tyson Kidd doing wonders down in, uh, NXT, ironically. Um, should, but I guess the question is, should Tyson Kidd come back? Um, the thing about pro wrestling is when you're in the middle of it, you will do anything to come back. You will take whatever risk to come right back to get back in that ring. Cause it's the roar of the crowd, it's the rush, it's the competition, it's the performance, you know? They'll do anything to get back there. Uh, as for Tyson Kidd, he is a multiple-time tag champion. He really, again, he really, the only singles run that he had that was successful or has any successful merit to it was in NXT. So, and, you know, do I think Tyson Kidd should come back? Uh, I, 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 that's not my call to make. But if he doesn't, there is, there is a role for him. I don't know about agent. But I definitely definitely think there is a role for him as a uh, like a, a trainer, especially with NXT because I, I Tyson Kidd is a fantastic technical wrestler, and he does have a heart legacy to him. Right. So he could kind of, you know, talk to or kind of mentor the NXT guys, especially the guys, especially the guys who are not Kevin Owen, uh, Sami Zayn, those Finn Balor, those guys, yeah, Hideo Itami. Could they yeah. still learn from them? Absolutely. But it's, that's not, I, you know, it's more for the guys who need it. I, tough enough. <laughs> yeah. I really feel for him because this is the second time when he's starting to get over and starting to do some big things that he got injured. And, it, it took him a long time to come back from the last injury. This is obviously more serious. The fact that Edge and Austin reached out to him is a huge deal. Um, I feel really bad for him. Um, obviously, like you said, it is up to him. But my feeling is that if he comes back, it ain't going to be for very long. Um, I mean, unless he gets like a – if he does come back, I would try to give him some some level of a singles push because I don't think he'll be around very much, very much longer and as far as an in-ring competitor. He does that. He could be valuable as as an agent. Um, He could be. And so I I would definitely consider that. Um, I don't know what to do with Cesaro and uh, Natalia. They can just use it. They use the user. But but with Cesaro, I don't know where you go from there on that because it's it's a shame they were really over. But And Tyson Kidd was never more over in his career than he was now. It's a shame. But obviously we wish him the best. And... um, Hopefully it's not nearly as bad as it looks. Um, Justin has told me that he is back. I'm actually going to switch phones to finish out. So let me bring Justin back on, and then I'm going to switch phones. So, Justin, you're back on. Sorry. 
Alrighty, hello. Sorry about that. So, so are we running the show again? Yeah, we 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 are taking over the show. Oh God, thank goodness! And this is really late too. So I'm I'm very surprised. Okay, on. so uh, while Brian's off the uh, is off the air currently, um, even though the show's ending, you can still reach out to us. Michael, how can you find out more about this show? Uh, you could, of course, be on the talk show page that you're on. Uh, that would be super helpful. If you want to find out more, uh, you could follow Brian on Twitter at IT Spotlight BG, or you can follow us on Twitter and be more entertained. Justin, where, like, where can they find you on Twitter? They can find me on Twitter. Yeah. All right, I'm back. Sorry, I'm back. Uh, the, the, the sh- we're, we're talking. Big people are talking. Okay. Justin, where can okay. They find we're, you on we're not Twitter? ending the show yet. We had one more question. We're, we're taking over the show. This is the coup de grace. We're taking over. Yeah. Coup de talk. Sorry. One more question. Coup de grace. Okay, you guys are horrible. <laughs> there we are. What was that, Brian? Is that the sound of your phone dying again? Oh, no, bad. it's not. It was my first of all, it was my cordless phone that went, and that's because it's got a battery that's on its last life. So yeah, yeah. I, so sad, so sad. Okay, but people still have house phones. Yes, they believe it or not, do. <laughs> believe it. We no, see. Naruto, I refuse to believe it. But anyway. Um, Justin, I, I don't know if you heard any of what we were talking about. I don't know if I can give you thoughts on we did t- We did the Tyson Kidd thing, Paul Heyman interview, where he talked about how he pitched CM Punk beating the streak. Um, and there was a couple other things, but we already kind of tucked on those during the show. So if you want anything you want to address, if not, we can move on to the last thing. But um, I'll give you the touch. You guys kind of hit what I was going to say with the uh, – both those, so we can move on. Okay. Okay. Just want to give you the chance. All right, so the last thing we're going to mention here, and, and this is going to be another quick kind of thing, too, because a lot of things, like I said, we kind of touched on during the show, and we, we tend to do that, so it's a good thing. Um, there has been talk um, with all the WWE specialists recently of um, – that there's belief that this the reason why they're doing these specials is because they're testing the waters to eventually give it a pay-per-view, that, yeah, having the uh, shows on pay-per-view channels all together um, because they want the network to be. So this, this, this is a weird question because it involves two different topics. The first topic is this. The, do you think it would be wise for WWE to just do the, their shows exclusively, not just their show, but their pay-per-views exclusively on the network from now on? That's one. And the second one, second topic is this. There's, there's been rumblings that the WWE is likely going to start having the NXT championship defended on WWE pay-per-views just to, uh, and to further advertise NXT as it continues to grow as a brand. Do you think this is a good idea? So two. There you go. No, and depends on how they do it. Fair enough. Justin? Um, as it stands right now, for the everything on the network, all the reviews on the network, no. 
But once they get more viewers, once everything's more stable, more subscribers, then yeah, you can start making that because pay per view as a whole is kind of a it's kind of dying off a little bit. It is, and, and people uh, uh, don't really want to. It's hard to justify sixty dollars for a pay per view when you know ten bucks gets you the pay per view, plus all this other stuff. So for the cost of two pay per views, you got a whole year's worth of the network. So you know, I think what right now is you know they're getting good numbers because hey yeah free month, but they keep doing the free month. So you know, you're, trying, you're spending money to make money with that one. I think eventually it's going to catch on, and they can probably move away almost completely from the pay per views. Maybe, you know, if you're doing over, overseas where the network isn't available, then, yeah, you can do a pay-per-view for that. Right. But but for everywhere else, I mean, yeah, if you, you know, I, I would see maybe having WrestleMania on pay-per-view still because it's WrestleMania. But having the other ones on, on the network, well, it might not be too, too bad of an idea, but not right now. Right. <clears throat> uh, um, the second part. What was the second part? Oh, oh uh, NXT. Show. NXT. If they build it, maybe we have it on one of the big cable views. I wouldn't put it on the small ones. If you if you have the NXT Championship, you know, defended on at WrestleMania, yeah, that'd be great. Um. But other than that, now unless it's like a very big event, I don't think you need it. Um, I would say the, I would say the NXT title for the you know the specials, the NXT specials, and maybe like once or twice a year a big pay per view, SummerSlam, right. WrestleMania, something like that. I think you know what uh, WrestleMania, yes for NXT. Summer Swim, Summer you could do if it's in the right venue. Like this year, it's in New York, New Jersey. That might be a good venue to do that. But the, actually, let the venue, outside of WrestleMania, let the venue decide. Let it be one of the big pay-per-views, number one. And number two, let the venue decide. And if it's a big, like, area of, like, you know, wrestling area, then do it at that big pay-per-view. If you have Summer Swim, like the New York market, then do it. Um, or if it's in Chicago, do it. You know what I mean? If it, let the venue decide it. But, Something tells me they're not going to do that. I think that's a Triple H idea, if, if that's the case. I don't think Vince will do it because he'll be too afraid to overshadow the entire rest of the show. So, um, yeah. Because there was rumors they were going to do that this year at WrestleMania. They didn't do it. So, uh, as for the pay-per-view thing, one idea I kind of like, and I've seen somebody mention this, and, and I, think, I think you're right, Justin, eventually they'll get away from it because as the network continues to grow and it is growing, I think eventually they'll just get away from it because yeah, pay-per-view is dying even outside of WWE. It's just not a thing anymore. Um, but one thing I think would be an interesting thing to do is I would continue. I would let the um, I would broadcast live on pay-per-view the night of the pay-per-view, but I would not allow for any reruns or re-airings after the live broadcast. Just keep that exclusive to the network. Have the actual because let's be honest, the people buy the pay per view. They most of the time buy it the night of. They don't buy it in reruns anyway or something. There's very few people, at least that I know, that do that. So let 
the, the night that the pay-per-view airs, you can air it live on pay-per-view. But then after that, don't allow, after the night of the pay-per-view, don't allow re-airings or reruns of it. Close it off right there and then say, you know what, if you, if you missed it, you have to check it on WWE Network. But that might yeah, be the, way the paper the pay per views might, the pay per view company might be like, no, you have to do the, you know, they might have a deal set up or, no, right. for the twenty four hours you have to do replays. Well, so that yeah, might be, I mean, might be out of their control. There's probably some. Re- I mean, I'm not saying it's not some red tape. I mean, it depends on how you can do it. But I mean, the pay per view company is already upset with them anyway, so. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm trying to bridge that transition because you know eventually that's what they're going to do. They they don't even mention pay-per-view anymore. They just mention it on the WWE Network now. So you can tell that where, where they're going with this. It's just a matter of time. And, you know, if, if they keep growing at the rate they are, I mean, the last eight months they've grown so significantly that I don't think it, 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 it's uncanny how, but they got to keep them. It's one thing to grow, but you got to keep them. So... We'll see. All right, that's it. We got to enough of them. We're done. Um, since you know, you know, you know, I, I sense that um, my my co-hosts don't think I can shorthand my way out of a show. You can. Oh, okay. Well, um, I have been working on that, and with Jeff Tech now gone, I've done some things that he probably would not be very happy about me changing up what we're going to do here. So I I invite you and Mike. To uh, you, if you want to uh, measure the time here and see how this ends up, you're welcome to do so, so I can prove a point. So we want to start one, any time now. Second, let me let me get the stopwatch going. Okay. 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 Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna get a stopwatch too because I, I I feel like I should be calling BS on this. All right, Brian. Whenever you want to start, I will start it. Hold on, okay. hold on, hold on. Wait for me. All right. Ready. Three. Two, one, go. The show might be over, but that does not mean you have to stop interacting. Contrary, but you can continue to do so by email at itspotlightbg at gmail.com. Again, it's itspotlightbg at gmail.com. You can send us feedback, questions about the show, show scheduling, all that good stuff, ideas about the show, um, topic ideas for sports entertainment, wrestling, breaking news items. Also, reactions or comments about anything that was said on the show by any of us. Just make sure you label in the subject line what the email is about to help us for organization. We do appreciate that. You can also follow us and tweet us at ITSpotlightBG. And be sure to use the hashtag, hashtag ITSpotlight, for anything you tweet regarding our show. You can also find us on Facebook by searching for us using the full title show in the Spotlight with Brian Gardner. And then once you find our page, like our page, and go ahead and post whatever it is you'd like to post. Facebook, Twitter, email. If you post or send something, I assure you we will see it. Just don't worry if we don't reply back or mention whatever it is you sent, post or sent. We just can't possibly reply back or mention it now to everybody, so just be aware of that. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter for the latest show information. That's the best way to get information. Otherwise, check out our main show page on TalkShow.com. You can find it by searching for us using the full title show in the spotlight with Brian Gardner. On that page, you have access to all the episodes since our move to TalkShow. They're all labeled with dates, times, descriptions for you. Again, show descriptions you get by clicking on the little I next to each episode on the main page. So make sure you visit this main show page on TalkShow regularly, particularly during the week and particularly on show nights so you can get the latest information about scheduling and also so you can catch up on any shows you may miss. You can also find us over on Libsyn.com, our second home. All our recent episodes on there from most recent date to the oldest all organized on that page. Just find out if you want to click on it and it will play for you. So feel free to visit us over there also on Libsyn.com, our second home. You can also find our original episodes on blogtalkradio.com 
All 31 of our original episodes are on there. The search is in the full title of the show, In the Spotlight with Brian Gardner. And once you find our page, scroll down, you'll find all 31 of our original episodes. They'll always be there, so check them out if you are interested over there on blogtalkradio.com. There's also iTunes, but, Mike, they're not available in our country. So why don't you tell them how did you find it if they're not in our country? Because you search for In the Spotlight with Brian Gardner. Once you're there, subscribe, download, and enjoy. And maybe someday it'll be available in the country, this country, in which case you can support us there once again. Cool beans. Okay. So with that, I'll give you a little quick update on the, ES, on the NBA score. Again, game four on ABC right now. Cleveland leads the series two games to one. They are in the second quarter right now. It is 48-36 Golden State, 256 left in the second quarter. That game again on ABC. So if you're interested, check that out. We'll obviously talk about the NBA Finals in full, what happened on Tuesday in Game 3, tonight's Game 4, and obviously Sunday's Game 5, which will be from Golden State. We'll talk about all that on Tuesday. So along with other, any other sports headlines we have to talk about, plus we'll probably do some wrestling to the aftermath from Money in the Bank. That coming up on Tuesday, next Thursday, entertainment show, box office beat. We'll talk about some entertainment news, some things that we didn't get to on Thursday we'll probably talk about, and maybe we'll do something special too. I'll let you all know about that on Tuesday. That's what's coming up next week. Um, Again, Jeff Tech, hopefully we wish him well. Again, I heard from him. He's doing well. He'll be back on, be back sometime in the middle of July. Um, I want to thank Justin for being here tonight. Thank you, Justin. And I'd like to thank you, Brian, for having me on this show. And I am talking a little bit slower than usual because I noticed that you were talking rather fast for doing all that stuff to try to speed up your uh Signing off process. Oh, trying out louder. Are you complaining? Yes. Yes, I am. That's <laughs> what I do. Thank you, Justin. Mike, thank you for being here as always. Thank you very much. Yeah, it still took you four minutes, and that's embarrassing. But it is shorter than usual, but we can get done faster, and that's just how it goes. Okay. I want to thank myself for another great show. Pat myself on the back because it was great. I did good. Thank you very much. And I want to thank all of you for your continued support and contributions to the show. Thank you so much for listening. As always, we do appreciate it. We are done for this week. I hope you all have a great rest of your night, a great Friday, a great weekend, great start to your week next week. We'll see you back here this coming Tuesday night, which is June the 16th. Again, 9 o'clock p.m. start time. Mike, you can groan. Go ahead and groan. 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Star Time Tuesday and Thursday next week. Again, that's the next show Tuesday night, 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, broadcasting live here on Talk Show. Until then, have a good night, everybody.